You are listening to Books Are My People, a podcast for book lovers with book news, book recommendations, and ruminations on living a literary life in Los Angeles. I am recording on Friday, April 2nd. To those of you just listening for the first time, welcome. I am an author and I teach creative writing at UCLA's Writer's Extension Program, and I'm also a freelance editor and book reviewer too many hats. Sometimes I have a guest on the show, but today it's just me. We had an exciting Tuesday this week. Both of my kids got injured on their right foot. The first one happened in the morning. It was actually an injury from the week before, a soccer injury that kept nagging away. So I took the 12-year-old to the injury doctor. And yes, we have an injury doctor because we get injured that much. And he had an x-ray and his tendon has partially torn away from his foot and he has to be in in an air cast for four weeks. And then my older son got a wild pitch at baseball practice and they thought his foot was broken, but the injury doctor was already closed who I had seen earlier in that day. So we had to take him to the ER, x-rays, not broken, crutches for a week, but he sort of ditched them after a couple days. So that is the update on my injury-prone children. My kids are on spring break for two weeks now, and then we'll do one week home with Zoom school to account for anybody traveling who may need to quarantine. And then, allegedly, both of my kids, sixth grade and ninth grade, are going back to school full-time in person. My fingers are crossed that this, in fact, happens. If you are looking for some online literary events to attend, there are a ton, and I try and update and post them regularly on my author webpage at jennifercaloyaris.com in the blog section. So head over there and see which authors are speaking that you might be interested in seeing virtually. I know it must be weird for authors to do all these Zoom visits, but I have to say I do love going to them and I feel like I've gotten to attend way more literary events in the Zoom world than I have out in the real world because LA traffic really makes it impossible to get anywhere. And now it's time for some bookish news. In response to the recent and tragic shootings in Atlanta, both the feminist press and Vox have put together some reading lists in order to help understand the fact that anti-Asian hate has existed in our country for centuries. I will leave a link to both reading lists in the show notes if you are interested in furthering your understanding. And the rest of my news today is all book to entertainment news because there's a lot of it. Judy Bloom's Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is coming soon, starring Rachel McAdams as the Mother Barbara. The film is slated to go into production in April, and I haven't read this book in so long, but I would love to reread it through an adult lens. I can't remember if I told the story or not before on a previous episode, but there was one summer when I was away at sleepaway camp when my sister who's nine years older than me, sent me her copy of Judy Bloom's Forever. And let me just say, it was quite the popular read that summer. Lily King's Writers and Lovers is being turned into a movie. I absolutely adore Lily King, but I haven't yet read Writers and Lovers. And the actor Tony Collette will make her directorial debut. And while we're talking about it, everyone listening should go and give Muriel's Wedding a second watch, because when's the last time you saw that movie anyways? 
Kwame Alexander's The Crossover is going to be a Disney Plus series. My kids both love this book, which is written in verse, and I'm eager to see it translated to screen. Lee Bardugo's Shadow and Bone is coming so, so soon at the end of April as an eight-episode Netflix series. The novel is part of a fantasy series, and I love this book so much that I teach it in my writing the young adult novel course and use it to talk about setting in particular. Finally, Toni Morrison's Song of Solomon will be a limited TV series, and I think that one is my favorite of all of the Morrison novels. I can never choose between Song of Solomon and Beloved, and George C. Wolfe will direct it. If you want to email me and say hi, or tell me which Toni Morrison novel is your favorite, or tell me anything else in your book world, you can reach me at booksaremypeople at gmail.com. And that's it for today's bookish news. Now, on to the books. My first pick is Hummingbird Salamander by Jeff Vandermeer. It comes out tomorrow. As a longtime fan of Vandermeer's, I was very excited to read this book. This is a heart-pounding, eco-lit novel about a woman who goes by the name of Jane, and she's handed an envelope by a stranger. Inside the envelope is a key, along with an address and a number and an urgent message. Jane follows the clues, which lead her to a cardboard box that houses a taxidermied very rare hummingbird. It's the start of a mystery that Jane becomes obsessed with solving, even to the detriment of her own family. She wonders who has led her to this preserved bird and why. There's so much to unpack in this novel, including environmental issues, corporate corruption, and eco-terrorism. This novel was a well-researched page-turner, and I ended up learning so much about the animals in the book. Vandermeer begs the question, how much are we individually culpable for the destruction of our planet? And how much can one person do to help save it? Thank you to Ferrer, Strauss, and Giraud, and to NetGalley for the advanced review copy of the book. And again, that is Hummingbird Salamander by Jeff Vandermeer. My next pick is Love in Case of Emergency by Daniela Crean, and this also comes out April 6th. This was such a different and interesting read. It's a German novel in translation, and it's a novel where the story is fully enmeshed in its structure. Each section follows a character mentioned in the previous section. So we begin with Paula, who's a single mother, and she's been seeing someone new. She remembers when her now teenage daughter Lenny was born. Her husband's attention shifted from wife to daughter in a way that made Paula feel bruised. We're privy to these intimate moments in her life, including her friendship with Judith and the dissolution of Paula's marriage. And then the next section zooms in on Judith and so on and so on until five female characters have been explored. This is a beautifully rendered novel. It's a novel about the inherent complications in relationships, and it puts marriage, friendship, and motherhood under a microscope. This is definitely a character-driven novel, and I found it quite difficult to put down. I finished it in a day. 
It reminded me a bit of Sally Rooney. I was left feeling the same way I feel with other books that have this similar structure where you go off with one character and then another, and there's a sense of loss, like, oh, I wanted to follow them around longer. I remember feeling that same longing with Yah Jesse's book, Homegoing. I so appreciated the overall sense of interconnectedness between the characters and the shifts in perspective. I think that fans of Sally Rooney and Lauren Groff will enjoy. And thank you to Harper Via and NetGalley for the advanced review copy of the book. And again, that is Love in Case of Emergency by Daniela Crean. My next pick is The Good Sister by Sally Hepworth. And this comes out April 13th. So you're going to have to wait just a hair longer for this one. In this novel, Fern and Rose Castle are twins who have managed to stay closely connected after a tumultuous childhood. Rose is happily married and wants a baby to complete her family, but she's having trouble conceiving. Fern suffers from sensory issues and loves her job at the library. When Fern finds her sister's container of prenatal vitamins, she sees it as a sign, and she decides that she's going to conceive a baby and then give it to her sister. She feels like it's the least she can do for her sister since she's always been looking out for her. After Fern begins a relationship with a man she calls Wally, she begins to realize that perhaps Rose isn't as benevolent a sister as she'd like her to believe. The book was a total page turner. I fell in love with Fern. It was very easy to root for her. And I found the story to be compelling and entertaining. It's part suspense, part romantic comedy, part mystery. The Good Sister was a perfect blend of a book that will appeal to many and for good reason. Thank you to St. Martin's Press and NetGalley for the advanced review copy. My next pick is A Swim in the Pond in the Rain by George Saunders, and this was published way back in mid-January. So I have a confession to make, and that is that I have not yet finished this book, but I've definitely read enough to know that I love it and I can confidently recommend it. And I have to say that George Saunders is one of my all-time favorite writers, so there's definitely some bias at play here, and I knew I'd love it as soon as I purchased it. But really, this guy could slap a book cover on a fart and I'd buy it. So now that that's out of the way, let me tell you a little bit about him. Saunders is a creative writing professor at Syracuse and has been for a really long time uh, in their very prestigious MFA in creative writing program. And I think he only takes on like nine or 12 students in his seminar. Over the years, he's used a lot of stories and particularly stories from Russian literature, as a way to break down all of the various aspects of a short story. In this book, he takes readers through seven classic Russian short stories and really tears them apart and teaches readers why the author makes certain choices and how these choices affect the reader. There's so much packed in here. It's like a masterclass in both literary studies and creative writing. The Russian stories themselves are included in the collection. Stories from writers like Chekhov and Tolstoy and Gogol. And then Saunders inserts himself into the text in a variety of ways that are always insightful and often funny. I know this probably has a niche readership, but if you love Russian literature or if you are a writer of short fiction or you just love short fiction, this is the book for you. 
I love writing short fiction, and my short fiction collection, Unruly Creatures, was published in 2017, and I also teach short fiction, and I learned so much so far from what I've read of this book, and it also is a beautiful book to boot. And again, that is A Swim in the Pond in the Rain by George Saunders. And my last pick today is You Love Me by Carolyn Kepnes, and this also comes out on April 6th. This is the third installment of the You series. I was so excited to read this book because I loved Kepnes's first two books in this series, and You Love Me did not disappoint. So to catch you up on the You series without any spoilers, the first book is about a literary young man named Joe who works at a bookstore and falls hard for a customer. But things go south when it's revealed that Joe is really a sociopath cloaked as a sensitive bookworm. In this third installment, protagonist Joe Goldberg is back, and he is as an unreliable narrator as ever in the best possible way. How Kepnes manages to have her readers root for someone who has cheated and lied and murdered his way throughout his adulthood is just a testament to her deft writing acrobatics. In this book, Joe truly believes he's finally turned a new leaf and has only the best intentions when he moves out west to Washington State and falls for Mary Kay, a librarian with a teenage daughter. I won't say much more about the plot because I don't want to include any spoilers, but the tension and stakes stay high throughout and I couldn't put this book down. I see there's a fourth book in the works and I, for one, cannot wait. This was also turned into a Netflix series. Um, Series one and two are currently out now. So if you don't feel like reading the first two books, just watch the series and then you'll be ready to dive into this third book. Thank you to Random House and NetGalley for the advanced review copy. Up next for me is the new Taylor Jenkins read book that comes out in July called Malibu Rising. And in two weeks, I am supposed to have a guest on the show, but I'm having trouble getting in touch with them. So it may just be me. Stay tuned and find out. If you like what you've heard, please don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever you catch your podcasts. It means so, so much to me. Takes just a few seconds and helps other book lovers to find out about my show. You can always find me on Instagram at Jennifer Caloyeris, where I hang out mostly, or you can email me at booksaremypeople at gmail.com. All of the links to the books I talk about are in the show notes and link up to my Books Are My People bookstore at bookshop.org. I hope you all have a wonderfully bookish week.